Welcome back to issue 22 of TLDR. I am your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunking crime together. Nick, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the Dorkshire Gooniverse. Friar, how you doing? I am doing pretty well, Doc. It feels like I haven't seen you in uh, on screen in, like, what, a day? Which is a long time for you and I now. Well, you had me come on and say some very nice things about you on Monday. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot sorry. about that. You friggin' rat bastard. I forgot about that. I say hamster bastard now. Are we talking about that today again? Always. Always talking about them, uh, them tricksy little hamsters. All right, let's get it started. Adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters today. I think we should do... We should go into the second arc of the characters from that that version that we read from Dynamite Comics. Well, I was thinking maybe more of a character study. You know, I'll take uh, Stephen. Oh. You can take the Rock. You know, and then we can we can really parse this out over several issues where we each talk about a different. Okay. Character. Well, I wish you told me this beforehand so I could have prepared properly. Yeah. Now, okay, now, now I'm pissed. All right, no, but seriously, I the that I thought that went really well. The roasts and everything. I had a real fun time with it. Yeah, you that was one of my fun. feelings with that line about me being a Division Three. What was it again? Dipshit. Dipshit. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, so I'll have to remember yeah. that comment later on. Um, but anyways, we've been. I mean, we had that. We've had the. We had a couple interviews in between. We had tie-in that we did for DC Future State. So the. I mean, obviously, we had Scott Snyder. Shortly, or no, that dropped. Thursday. <laughs> I get so confused because the way we did it. Yeah, we had yeah. Scott Snyder right around issue twenty-one. And then we had Sean Lewis just before this week's issue 22. And I was really pumped about Snyder. And I thought, I thought both went really well, but this is the first chance you really got a chance to um, reflect on talking to Sean Lewis, who you've wanted to talk to since, since we started the show pretty well, much. I, well, since we got Scott Snyder the first time, because, because prior to that, I never, I never would imagine we'd be doing interviews. I was sitting in a, in a fucking parking lot, supercuts waiting to get my hair cut when you texted me and said, Hey, you around tonight? You want to interview Scott Snyder? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so then we set that up. We did that, and then we started talking about maybe you know, you know, come up with some other people. You know, we'd like to we'd like to interview. And then you had gotten the X Men, uh, the animated series writers, and uh, we had set up Adam Lawson. And then uh, I had this idea when Future State was first announced. This was probably back end of October, beginning of November where Sean Lewis was announced that he'd be writing a two-book arc on uh, Superman and Metropolis for Future State. So I had this idea. Let's see if we can do this, because we knew Death Metal would be coming to an end just as Future State was starting. So have this sort of book and interview where we could talk to Scott Snyder on the end of one massive event, and then if we could get Sean Lewis to talk about the start of the next big event, it's how awesome that'd be. And it, it, I didn't think it would come to fruition, but... Look at us, Nick. Look, Look at, at us. us. Yeah, and we got, we got them both very different ways. We got yes. Scott, who we've talked to before, so easy enough. And then Sean, we had to get him to slide into our DM somehow. Yeah. And, but he <laughs> slid right in there. It wound up working. So if you guys haven't listened to that, we, we had a great time. The tie-in that we did, we'll be doing that again on Friday. We have another draft, I think, for that. Of course, those are a little bit shorter, and we're not putting those – on the Change My Mind or Geeks Worldwide audio channel. You have to go to Doc's Twitch. You have to go to Facebook, uh, DSG Facebook page, or you have to go to Change My Mind on Twitter to watch us. We're not putting that out there because it's just there's, there's, I, I, there's just a lot 
there's a lot yeah. going on. So we don't want to overwhelm people, especially on the audio channel. But it, and with there being so much going on, Doc and I have had our times where we're falling behind on certain books that are ongoing. I know personally the Eternals uh, first issue came out last week and Star Wars High Republic came out last week, the first issue of that as well. And I uh, finally got a chance to sit down and read those. The Eternals, of course, we want to read because we're talking about uh, a property that is that, that we're going to be learning about more later on this year. And then Star Wars High Republic, I mean – I just want more Star Wars stuff right now, especially. What are the ones? Before I talk about mine, though, what are the ones that you have been um, you've been trying to catch up on? Well, as per usual, there's yeah. the goddamn alarm. <laughs> All right, unbelievable! <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's like clockwork. It really is. It really every is. single every single issue. Oh man! So uh, I had a couple of books to catch up from last week. Uh, crossover number three. Um, was fantastic and some of these books are or maybe even a couple of weeks old but crossover number uh, three came out that was fantastic the witcher fading memories number two uh that oh, just right me too on that one i, I sorry i forgot yeah. about that one yep that i mean i just love it it's only four issues i think total um but just great stories if you're a fan of the witcher uh whether it's the books the tv show the video game all of it it's it's fantastic um i walk with monsters number two came out the first book i read the week that came out, I decided to read another book instead, and I fucking hated that one. Uh, I should have read this one because this book is fantastic, so I caught up on issue number two. Uh, Stillwater number four by Chip Zdarsky just gets better and better with each episode, so I'll, I'll be talking about that on the show at some point. And then another book that I might be talking about, too, uh, down the line is uh, Resident uh, number six. Uh, this is a, also by Vault. Uh, great book, great series so far. Uh, some great horror vibes right, right in my wheelhouse. So this will be a fun one to talk about. Okay, nice. Now the crossover one is one I am absolutely most yeah. excited about. It just uh, it's killing me that I can't read this right now because you're going to do an episode four, and I know that kind of goes against what we're doing. But I, like with these new titles coming out and everything, we want to be able to tell people about it still because like you know, we have guys on the sh in the in the DSG who want you know who are asking us about what to read, and you know we're. Just for the sake of the show, we're doing it. We're kind of going about it that way. But for me, with the Eternals, it's focused on Richard Madden's character uh, that we're going to see, Icarus. So I'm, I it's good. You know, I guess maybe that tells me who we're going to be focused on a little bit more. As much as Angelina Jolie is going to be, you know, one of the headline names, and then we got who else? It's uh, Ta not Taylor Kitsch, the uh, Kit Harrington, and is that Kit Harrington? Yeah, Kit Harrington's in it and the guy who played Rob Stark. So getting a little oh, wow. a better feel for that. So I think, you know, we'll see. It was a good start. This is not something I would normally read. thousand percent would not normally read. The art is – I don't love it, but I don't like – I don't hate it either. It's just not it's not necessarily for me. So we'll see where this story goes. It was, it was a solid start. Um, the ending of the first issue was good. Hopefully I, it's good enough for me to report back on it in, a, in a, an entire – issue of TLDR, but we'll see about that. Either way, I will tell you guys by the end of the arc how I feel about it, or three issues in, we'll see. Also, Star Wars High Republic, off to a good start. I, awesome. I, I like that one very much. I was getting worried they were going to do one of their stupid one-offs that they do, because yeah. they did a bunch of that, yeah. but that's that's not what this is. It looks like we got a legitimate series going uh, Is um, Is the Turtles ongoing, or is it a, a, a limited yes. run? Yeah, uh, that's ongoing, and that's, um, that's Gillen. 
Your yeah. guy. So our, oh, he's more my oh. guy now. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. He's gotcha. more my guy now. Yeah. All right. But anyways, uh, that's stuff that came out recently, you know, last week, maybe the week before. We got plenty of stuff that's out this new this week as well. And what's new is now brought to you guys by Rogue Grips. Use promo code FRIAR, F-R-I-A-R, to get 25% off your first order. What's the matter? Why are you shaking your head? Friar couldn't come up with something, you know, that maybe included the both of us or or all of us, I should say. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. What, what, I got to make it easy for him, Doc. I should have. I should have. I should have had him spell misspell Friar. F R Y E R. There we go. A little humility. You know? Yeah, but uh, I think you texted me too that somebody from a, a DSG listener actually went and got some stuff. Are you? Yeah. One one of our uh, other Billy D. Uh, amateur Photoshop uh, extraordinaire Billy D. Uh, I talked about uh, this on uh, when I was streaming yesterday, and uh, he he uh, he went out and he bought two pairs of uh, Rogue Grips for his controllers for Xbox and PlayStation. So nice, uh, off to a good start. And I'll tell you this too: I, I asked them just to double check because I don't have PlayStation Five yet. I will be getting PlayStation Five, making the move from Xbox. They said that you know PlayStation grips that you buy there, they will transfer over to. The the um the PlayStation Four grips that, that are advertising there they transfer over to the PlayStation Five and same with all the Xbox you'll be fine. I need these because my fr- my freaking hands are sweaty all the damn time. So this is game changer for me, and I'm getting back into the gaming with uh, Gotham Knights coming out, which yeah. I forgot the freaking name last time. The game like <laughs> one game I've been excited for in years, and I freaking forgot. But anyways, uh, let's see. This week we got okay. Well, obviously we're gonna be talking a lot about Future State a little later on in the week. I know I reviewed Justice League for Geeks Worldwide. Uh, I'm also gonna be reading Kara Zor-El and uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. What are you reading from Future State this week? So I read uh, Batman Dark Detective, which mm. I also reviewed for um, Geeks Worldwide. Uh, artist on that, uh, Dan Moore. It was great. It was it was unlike anything that I've really seen Dan Moore do, and the story was great. So you can see you can catch my review over there on Geeks Worldwide. Um, this one, when I finished it, I had to text you because it stunned me as as much as it stunned you. I read Robin Eternal and I didn't hate it. I kind of liked it. I'm blown away. Yeah, I am blown away. I almost now feel like I got it. Like this, that was the last pick of the draft. Yeah. Like, I fully expected it to be fun. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and then you got uh, Teen Titans, right? Teen Titans and uh, Green Lantern. I haven't read those yet. I'll make sure. I've Obviously, I'll have those read for Friday. But uh, yeah, Robin and Turtle kind of surprised me a little bit. And then American Vampire 1976 continues to roll on. I know last week I mentioned that John Constantine Hellblazer. Uh, no, it's Hellblazer Rise and Fall is uh, what's the there's been it's been a, a three issue series and the final issue i think is set to come out actually in february that's by tom taylor i had told you guys that it was coming out last week originally i did have access to that and then i looked one day and it was gone and then i looked i looked on some different sites it's gotten delayed i would imagine that's probably not to take attention away from future state i'm not certain obviously american vampire is a little bit different and everything but you know when scott talked to us about it a little bit we didn't get we didn't have a chance to get into it too much, but he said he's very. I know he's very proud of what he's done so far with this run, and uh, I've enjoyed it so far. So um, maybe I'll talk about American Vampire nineteen seventy six when uh, when all that comes to an end. Uh, let's see, Marvel this week. I I don't have anything personally that I'm guaranteed picking up, Doc, but I might pick up the King and Black one off. I don't know if it's a one off or they're doing a mini series, but Gwenum versus Carnage. I really I like Spider Gwen. I haven't read enough of her, um, but I want to read more. I have one trade. For, I think it was the Ghost Spider stuff. But either way, I, I'm I'm probably going to pick this one up, and you know, I'll let you guys know how it is. But do you have anything from Marvel? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So you'll know how many books there are because half the comic book is just them lifting, listing off how many books are in this fucking event. So <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> Darth Vader number nine came out today. Um, I um, haven't caught up. I'm, I'm two issues behind because I just picked up my stack of books from the comic book shop, uh, Hub Comics, um, on Saturday. So I've got those queued up and ready to go. So um, I'll read seven, eight, and then, um, you know, I'll, I'll grab nine when I can. But so far, so good. Okay. Boom has Seven Secrets 6 coming out, which I believe will mark the end of the first arc. I will we'll see. And if that's the case, then I will probably do uh, – I don't know if I'm going to do it right away next week or if we want to wait till the first trade comes out. You and I will talk it over, but that will be that conversation will be on its way. I will be talking about it here. I have enjoyed Seven Secrets. It's uh, it, again another Tom Taylor thing. He's one of those guys where if he writes it, it's worth giving it a chance almost always. So, yeah. and, and this one you will not be disappointed with. Um, I, I also know Mighty Morphin Three is coming out, and I know I've been big on you know the Power Ranger stuff. Especially Shattered Grid was just is just freaking phenomenal. Actually, recently I think I told you I got a Ranger Slayer action figure to go with my Lord Draken. So, yeah. I'm all about that stuff. But there's just so much out there right now. I think I'm gonna wait till the first trade comes out or. I will catch up on this at some point, but I haven't been able to pick it up. But it's something that um, I know the first issue I liked enough that I will eventually go back to it. Do you have anything from Boom? Uh, yeah, so Origins number three came out this week. Uh, I've read the first two issues. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if it's one that I'll do on the show. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see as we get, you know, it's just after I read issue three, four, five, that first arc done. But so far it's been good. I've enjoyed it. And so that came out this week as well. Okay. And then did AWA have anything? I feel like you texted me that there was something. Yeah. So AWA had two books uh, come out, neither of which I've read, but both sound very interesting. One is Man's World, um, number one. And this is sort of about a, you know, a teenage, uh, you know, superhero kind of coming into powers for the first time. This one sounded, sounded really good. And then the other one was uh, Erratic, uh, number two. So I missed the first issue, That's but I wanted, I wanted to mention it because uh, it, so it actually sounds really good. So uh, these are ones that I'm going to try and pick up and, and read and, and see, you know, if they're books I want to keep reading. I think I saw, I cannot remember where, it must have been in, in Archangel 8. I saw somewhere at Erratic yeah. being advertised. And I, I was like, this looks good. This is something that I would read. So you got, yeah, you've, you've found some, we've been fortunate with both TKO, which I have talked about a lot on here, and you've talked about AWA quite a bit, where they've both you know, produced quite a few good stories that we've been able to talk about. And I'm excited to hear about, hopefully you can tell me about Erratic. If not, I will I still might give it a shot either way. Yeah. And then there's, um, is it hotel, right? With two L's? Is that what it is? Hotel. Yeah. I think I'm saving hotel for Valentine's day that week. I think that nice. would be perfect synergy. You okay. Know, Cause, so. cause I hope yeah. <laughs> based on what I've heard, I, I think that's very true. I am very, very excited for that one. Just like I am for the dark horse book that you're, uh, you're also planning to read eventually autumnal, which yes. issue four is out this week. Yeah. Issue four of autumnal came out this week. I went and picked that up and uh, it was the last copy um at Newberry Comics and it was a sweet variant cover so uh, I can't wait to read that that's just been fantastic that 100% going to be mm. an episode and um uh, and then so that was from Dark Horse and then Vault um had a book that came out today that I've been reading uh The Devil's Red Bride uh number 4 uh that's again that's another book that's just been getting it's not heavy action it's it's just really good storytelling but each each issue has been getting you know revealing a bit more revealing a bit more revealing a bit more so i've been i've been enjoying that because it's got a lot of that samurai ronin um you know feel to it that uh that i like 
that if you haven't listened to the Sean Lewis interview, uh, I listened to because he mentioned something about Ronan that got me really excited. Oh my uh, God! Yeah, you know what? I might have to I might have to pull that out so that people can find that a little bit easier. Maybe maybe make a post off of it because it's like who wouldn't want to read that? That yeah, was it, it was a fantastic idea. And you can't you know for those listening you know and obviously we didn't put the video out for the uh, for the interview, but when he mentioned it, my eyes just lit up like dinner plates. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. I, we, I might have to go back and, and it, there's a little bit of video stuff that I got to go find, especially with the change my mind rose. There's so much good stuff from there, but between your reaction to the Ronan stuff and um, I won't go any further. I almost went too far. Yeah. Um, between your reaction to that. And then uh, my reaction to uh, Snyder talking about Nightwing is, <laughs> I don't know who was more excited. Honestly. And 10 city is what that was on both, on both accounts. For real. Honestly, I think what trumps it all though is when, um, what was it when um, Colin Bunn talked to us about uh, Cad Bane? I believe. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a big, big time boner moment. Oh my god, I lost my shit when he said that. I even had my, I, I was, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I got, I got pretty excited. Real quick aside before we go into what Image has coming out this week, I know that um, I saw with Justice League they have a Dan Moore cover, and I'm I uh, I think it's Carl Nugu uh, N G U uh, N G U I believe is is the the artist's name. I know with those two variant covers, I mean, those two covers, friggin' awesome. Dan Mora drew the main cover for Dark Detective, I believe, right? Yes. I don't know. You We we displayed a variant last time we did the tie-in. Which would you pick between if you could only have one? So I I went, I actually bought the issue today because uh, uh-huh. I like having some of these number one. So I bought the variant. Oh, you did? I did. And Mora's your guy. Mora's my guy. Just... And it's it's not it's got nothing to do with the cover because Morris cover is great. Yeah, but it's just something about that variant when I look at it. It just it looks, it's just dark and depressing, and it's so unlike the images that you get in the book. Because mm-hmm. I think in you know in my review I described it as you know Batman meets Akira. It was just like uh-huh. the, you know these bright neon you know it, it gave me this this feel of like Tokyo at night. You know, and uh, but yeah, I, I I grabbed the variant because I just I don't know, it was just something about it where I, I said I love it, and and part of it had to is and it's this is not Dan Morris' fault is I don't like the future state like the main future state covers with uh, future state you know the lettering you yeah. know over the front it's not my favorite and um so i, I did i did grab the very on this like it's not like banner but it's something along those kind of lines I know what you're talking about but I yeah. I. See, I would probably get the Mora Dark Detective. I will probably pick that one up. But with the with Justice League, I went with Kale. Again, I'm I'm pronouncing his name wrong, and I apologize. New or new or something like that. New, new. Um, I his his variant cover is freaking awesome. He's he's great. He's a great cover artist. But, I would tell you the variant covers across the board for Future State have, have all been dynamite. Yeah, there have been there definitely been some kick-ass ones. Now, uh, before we get to what you're talking about this week, Image Comics had um, let's see, Commanders in Crisis Four is out, and I know I've been saying, oh, I'm gonna catch up on it, and guess what? I haven't caught up on it. Well, guess what, guys? I didn't like the first issue, so it's kind of tough for me to to you know get the willpower to go back. But I think this weekend I will have some legitimate time to go and give two a shot, and then maybe three, and then if I if three's fine, then I will go to four. I, I I would love to do an episode on this and just shit on the first issue and then say that the next three are great or next whatever are great, but I don't know. We'll see. Was, was there anything else from Image that you saw? Well, my feeling would be is if two stinks, then don't even bother, right? If you're not going <sighs> to yeah. really 
approve sure. upon, you know, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what uh, came out this week is uh, Homesick Pilots number two. This is another great little horror book. Um, the first issue was fantastic. Uh, it's about uh, sort of like this punk band, uh, you know, trying to, you know, drum up interest and they want to do the, you know, they want to do a concert inside this haunted mansion and shit ensues. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then you, you, I think you tweeted this out. Like, I know what Dr. Gilmore's going to read, right? Dr. Gilmore. What the fuck did I say? That? Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to call you that from now on. Dr. Gilmore. Okay. So you doc is on my Twitter handle, right? But yes. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyways. So I know what, doc, you know, I know what Backrack is going to read, right? And uh, it was ha ha number yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, that looks, and, uh, this looks, fucking terrifying i typically like i don't have a phobia against clowns it's like i can't you know go to the <laughs> barnum and bailey circus or anything like that but this cover is fucked up yes it absolutely is. fucked up and uh yeah, a little bit <laughs> so but i was like I, it sounds fantastic i gotta read it so i also went and bought that today i was like let me grab issue Ooh. number one but i made sure i grabbed the cover that I should have had it ready to go to show you uh, for the people watching, but instead of having the clown on the cover, it's just a solid pink. And oh, just a, uh -huh. you stink. <laughs> if you stink. that over, the regular cover's underneath it, so it is there still, but I can bypass it, you know, if I choose. For those so, who haven't, for those who listen to the show but don't necessarily follow us on Twitter or have Twitter or whatever, it's the cover. Joe did not read this, and I think it was uh, Darren over at Geeks Worldwide who reviewed this for the yeah. site, but, um, <laughs> it's a cover. The cover is uh, basically Ronald McDonald looking clown, and he looks terrifying. Yeah. He's not like it up where he's got all like the crazy gnarly teeth and everything, but he's pretty friggin' terrifying. So. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let me, let me, ooh, ooh, this is a solid, solid color, no imagery. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one because I know what's on the inside is really going to fuck my head up. <laughs> I can't wait to <laughs> so, on that one. All right, so then, so that was what we got for image. That's everything for what's new this week. And oddly enough, you have an image book planned for us, one that we've heard about a little bit in the last. Well, you've read it, of course, but I've heard about it quite a bit more in the past week or so. So I am doing uh, Image Comics Thumbs by Sean Lewis. Nice. And so for those that that, that started with us, we and in. in um, you know, so subscribe to the Change My Mind podcast, uh, you know, iTunes page. We interviewed Sean Lewis on Monday night, and that interview dropped today. And it was just with, with that interview coming out and with us talking future state, I thought this would be a great time to talk about thumbs, uh, and 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 Sean's indie work because that's you know primarily what he does, yeah. And well, with thumbs, like he told us, it's, it's yeah, like, why he got, yeah. <laughs> And so this was a book I hadn't known anything about Sean Lewis prior to reading this book. And this is one of those books where uh, the cover sold me 100%. I walked in because I hadn't heard any buzz about it. I was in the comic shop that day. And, uh, you know, Sean talked about these issues are thick. They're like 50, 60 pages. Yeah. And a nice glossy cover. And it's just it's just black and pink. And it says thumbs. And I, and I sort of read the synopsis. And, yeah, I'm hooked. I'm in. And so it just... This is just one of those series. This is one of those you can get it in a collected, you know, uh, you know, a, a graphic novel now that I think everyone, you know, should read and, and should have because it, it's Sean Lewis. You know, to read Sean Lewis, he's he, he's a, a great character driven um, writer. But as he mentioned in the interview, he likes to write about themes and and the story that he tells, start to finish, is is so 
So fucking good. So before I continue to to, to get to the uh, the book, uh, writer Sean Lewis, um, artist um, Hayden Sherman, and the letterer was uh, Hayden Sherman. There was no mention of a colorist. I'm going to assume it was Hayden Sherman. Um, but uh, those are those are the three that were that were listed. And this was only a five issue run, and uh, but it it packed a punch. It, it you know. Like you said, it's, it could have been ten issues if he did stuck to sort of, you know, uh, you know, re, you know, uh, regular, you know, sizes. Uh, but yes, I, that's the point. Yeah, so this is, this is essentially it's essentially a two arc run, but there's just more. It's the length of a two arc run, but there's more detail within this one arc. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a lot to say. You know, Sean is you know as he talked about in in the interview is, you know. He, this idea of technology and, and the role that it plays in our lives, both for the good and, and, and for the detriment. And that's the overarching theme, you know, with thumbs. And, and, and so people using technology in a way that helps them escape, uh, but also from the creators of it to suppress the people that it's intended for. And then, you know, you've got the other, you know, so it's, it's really about two factions here fighting each other. And the other side, which is the government that wants to suppress it altogether and tell you what to think and tell you, you know, how to act and, and how to feel. And so those are, those are some pretty, you know, large themes. And so, like I just said a second ago, there's, there's, there's two sort of overarching groups uh, at play you know, in this story, there's um, Adrian Camus and his, you know, technological empire, uh, you know, that he has built. And he uses this technology, you know, as a way to um, recruit kids to his army. Mm -hmm. So think of um, uh, Jeff Bezos saying, here, take all this cool free technology. It's free. It's yours. It'll help you learn. Play these games. You're going to love it. And and what he does, it's a tool because the, the people that excel at these games that he's created, the, the, the name of the game is um, it's called Fortress, which is a, a Call of Duty type game, okay. a virtual reality Call of Duty type game. And it's it, for, for most kids, it's just a way to – it's just a thing to do. But the, the kids that are really, really excel at it, they're recruited – to fight in his army, to fight the power, which is this other group, which is the government that is there solely. They want to strip the technology away from you. They want you to look the same, think the same, act the same, right? So you've got, you know, two. Sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, it's it's two completely different ideologies, but neither of them are really the good guy, mm-hmm. right? And and so that's that's a that's a heavy theme, but it it it, it plays out really well. Because you don't really, there's not. This is not like when we were we were reading um, Aphrodite Nine. And mm-hmm. Remember, I talked about like you're you're first introduced to this faction, and and, and you want you, you want them to win. You want them to win. You want them the the other faction. They're the bad guys. And then remember how I posed that question. Well, what if things had flipped, and Aphrodite had gone into the other side? Would would your feelings change on who you were rooting for? Mm-hmm. And the, the only thing you're really rooting for here is the main character, Thumbs. Charlie is his Makes name. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. So those are the, you know, so that's sort of the big theme and, and the big elements of it. And 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 essentially what the plot is is that uh you Charlie, also known as Thumbs, him and his friend Nia are they excel at this game Fortress. They get recruited. And mm-hmm. I'm not spoiling anything, this is all within the first book. 
I trust and, you now. Yeah, <laughs> it's taken a while. I think I think I think it was last week where I was like, you know what? I think it was actually when the calendar turned over. I think that was my New Year's resolution. I didn't want to tell anybody. I'm gonna trust Doc a little bit more when he's getting close to that spoiler line. When he's getting ready, yeah. You know, and you know what helped uh, is uh, Scott Snyder helped with that because remember we, we, we before we started the interview, I asked him, you know, do you want us to avoid spoilers? Uh, do you want us to wait a certain amount of time before we go into spoilers? He goes, no, the book's out. Spoil away. Like, oh well, there you go. Yeah. If, well, it's in the if it's in the first book, I'm gonna, you know, but I'm not gonna give anything away here. But, right. Right. Of course. But the, what the story is 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 so those are the themes, right? But what the story is driven by is that, uh, and I'll talk into the characters a little more detail in a second. But but Thumbs and his friend Nia are recruited into Fortress, uh, into this army, and they're on a mission, and something goes, you know, cockeyed, and Thumbs is critically injured, um, mm -hmm. on the on the brink of death. And he's put into a medically induced coma, and then he wakes up six years later, um, and everything is just you know is gone to shit. Okay. So this is there the, with the overarching thing, but this really is a character story, you know, between you know the characters that I'm, I'm about to mention. So um, before you go into the characters, yeah, I do have a question. So yep. with with Sean, in, in for those who've listened to the interview, we you know what I'm kind of talking about. Like he's he is clearly a thoughtful guy. Like he puts. Yeah. He, whether it's his characters, his plots, whatever, the things that interest him, he puts a lot of time into the decisions that he makes with the with what he's doing. Do you because like I see some of these things and and I I kept I saw like with Superman and Metropolis, like I see this and I see that, but then there's like, oh, but this was also at play and that was also in play. I, like, I some of the stuff it just kind of didn't catch. So yeah. he's he's very smart, clearly. Yeah. Do you feel like that he that this it to me, it doesn't seem like a topic that would necessarily be as preachy, but you said it's, you know, it's pretty heavy and everything. Do you feel like at times it's like, okay, let's like, we're, we're getting into the weeds too much. Let's keep this moving. Cause there is a lot to read here. Not at all. Not at all. Because it is a character driven story. Like I said, you have those overarching themes uh, and they're there, but it's not, it's, you see a lot of it in the art, mm -hmm. right. Uh, which I'll talk about uh, in a little bit. Uh, but it's it's it really is at the end of the day a story about uh, Charlie. It's about thumbs and mm -hmm. and trying to um, you know it, again it's not a spoiler. One of the things that happens in the beginning of the book is that his sister is taken from him. Gotcha. And so he wants to get his sister back. So it's a story about hope. It's a story about survival. Um, but it's also, you know, you know, has, has, has these things that it wants to, it wants to talk about. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit more in a second, but I, I want to talk about the characters because this is really what everything revolves around. I mean, yes, you've got your, your, your good guys and, and your bad guys. And there's that, that battle there, but again, it's about these characters. So, so Charlie, he's the one that's known as thumbs because he plays video games. Ah, um, does he yeah. have, does he have any, uh, does he have road grips, which <laughs> I just would like to point out Brick in the chat is trying to store up shit. You got to remember, Brick, that this is also uh, this is Real Grips is sponsoring both me and both the shows. So you know yeah. that's why we have my name. Uh, and and so I'm trying and, to store up shit. Right. Doctor, pissed enough as it is. I don't need to hear more. <laughs> Anyways, so you've got you've got uh, Thumbs, uh, who's a high level player in Fortress, and and he gets re recruited by Adrian Camus uh, to join his army. And like I said, he almost dies uh, in issue one. He gets put in the coma. He wakes up, and uh, his only goal is to find his sister. And that's really what this all revolves around because that is the only thing 
that's really keeping him alive, you know, uh, is, is that fight to find his sister and then all the, all the stuff that unfolds uh, from there. So his sister is Tabitha. Um, she gets taken by the power when it's suspected that uh, the family is playing and or using Camus technology. So like I said, the power, uh, they, they want to suppress you because they want you all to think the same, act the same, you know, look the same. And so they're big on narc on your fellow man. Right. If you suspect someone of using Camus technology, you tell us and then they intervene. And so that's what happens. And uh, you know, wow. Thumbs is able to escape, but his sister isn't. Would you rat me out? Would I rat you out? Would, would you narc on me? Change that goddamn promo code and I'll think about it. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about the response that I expected. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Good to know. Uh, and then uh, there's Nia, uh, who is. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call her a friend, but she is. It's it's Nia and Thumbs that get recruited into you know uh, you know uh, Fortress at the same time, so they become close that way. Um, and you know she she's she's there when when uh, when Thumbs uh, damn near dies. And then there's the mom, uh, who isn't like your mom or my mom. She's a virtual mom, a virtual assistant, and these are illegal. Um, but, oh. but she's the, this, 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 this character, this, this AI is the one that is raising thumbs and Tabitha. And, and then she comes back in when Charlie, uh, awakes from his coma, she's there, uh, you know, getting him up to date on the world as it is and, and how to go about finding, you know, his sister. So, you know, those are, those are the main characters. Obviously you've got Camus and the power and, you know, and all, but they're more like, again, they're just more themes and they're there. Um, you know, until you get to, to, to the, the conclusion of this book, which was just, uh, it was, it was a nice emotional ending to this book. So it doesn't give anything away. Sean's just got a really great way of writing and making, making something like this, you know, seem you know, human when you're, mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing with artificial intelligence and intelligence and technology, you know, and all that. So, you know, like I said before, both, both these groups are suppressors in their own way, mm -hmm. you know, now, you know, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So with like with this being longer than a like than a normal series would be, where it's it's still five issues, but we're getting double issues essentially every step of the way. I know that's not necessarily going to deter you at all, but I nor myself. But did you like? I know we talked a little bit about the um like how you, do you ever feel like it was going so long? Do you wish that there was like another arc to this story as opposed to getting so much down in, um, in the weeds in those five issues? No, no. So I, the, the story as it is, 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 is perfect in the sense that I wouldn't want it any shorter. I wouldn't want it any longer. The only, um, the only thing I had when reading this from, you know, month to month was because each issue was so long. Mm -hmm. Um, is that you'd always have to go back and kind of reread the issue because there is so much in there, right? Mm -hmm. So with it now being out in a graphic novel form, it's perfect because you can just read it all at once and just, you know, and go through it all without like, oh, shit, what happened? Okay, let me go back and reread that. And with each issue being so long, it's a little bit of a daunting task. And so, that would, you know, with, with each issue being so long, that would sort of be my only knock on it. Um, but... No, I wouldn't want it changed. It's I think okay. it's absolutely fantastic the way it is. Because that's one thing. Like when we this to me, 
that, that my only concern if I was you know, recommending this to somebody or, or picking it up myself, because what's what we try and find with these indie books is like, well, the reason these exist is because, yeah, we like the superhero stuff. We love them in the movies and everything too. And there are some awesome books with these characters, but we want to see stories fleshed out a little more. We want to see where you know, writers, artists, whatever, they're not like handcuffed with decisions that they're allowed to make. We want to be able to kind of just expand and get whatever's in their mind out. Like, would it be great to maybe see it happen with, you know, a Batman or a, a Wolverine or whatever? Sure. But we know that there are other powers, you know, at play in all this. So with, with this, like, if you like the comics, it's like, I like them, but I feel like there's something more or I want something more. That's what the indie books are all about. And Thumbs yeah. is like a perfect, perfect sounds like a perfect one for people to kind of start in on because it's just as long as much as longer, it's five issues and then done yeah it's perfect it's funny because you kept pressing uh sean you know if you were to pick one book of yours to read and recommend uh you know and and so it was between this this and saints and and i would i would agree i haven't read saints yet i think that's one that you want to read so i'll i will abstain from reading that because you know that that definitely piqued your interest but i mean this is a great book and and like i said just a second because it's already in a trade paperback form it makes it perfect because it's almost just like maybe a little bit thicker version of what you're going to get from tko right because all their stuff is already right, and it's a little bit bigger for okay. that right so, mm -hmm. so lengthwise size wise um you know that's the kind of the ballpark you're looking at and you know being able to read it start to finish without any pauses in between issues is a great way to read it because I just reread it again myself. Um, and you know, I, I read through it faster only because I was more familiar with it, but you still you just want to turn the page and, and keep going. And so that is it from a from a story standpoint. From an art standpoint, is again, this is another book that's sort of unlike anything you know I've seen visually because I, I, I'm not familiar with Hayden Sherman's art. This was again my first. Uh, experience with that and he's got a you know at least in this book it's a very unique style it's it's sort of sketchy but in a like an old school you know like uh superhero kind of way in terms of, so it doesn't look old it doesn't look like a 1950s 60s 70s kind of comic but it's just got that kind of cool sketchy superhero look to it okay um but it, it, it is more updated it is more modern but what makes this book unique is that the only colors are pink black and shades of gray so, so it's like a cover behind you for those you know, watching on the stream with us yeah except flip it right so you hear the predominant color is pink and then you get a little bit of black you know right through here it would be sort of the opposite where it'd be predominantly black with great highlights um of pink whether it be through oh. the highlights in the hair thumbs when he speaks you know when he when he's doing his like inner monologue stuff that's you know in pink lettering um, and so it was, it was just kind of fascinating to look at and, and read because I don't know why the black and the pink and, and the shades of gray gave it a futuristic look, because like I said earlier, we're talking about Batman, dark detective, you know, that had a futuristic look, but it was, you know, bright lights. It looked like, you know, Tokyo at night, like I said, you know, Batman meets Akira. This was much, much more toned down, much more muted with the only real color being those little highlights and pops of pink. And uh, I don't know. I just I could see how that might put some people off, but I was it just pulled me in uh, even more. Whenever uh, whenever artists make a decision like that, I'm sure they're not the, they're not the only ones that are making that call. But whenever a decision like that is made, 
I feel honestly, I feel like a little bit more confident because like, you know, they, they are, they feel good about the art and everything, but they also feel really good about the story that they're presenting you because yeah. they don't need to distract you with all the colors. Yeah. Maybe would it be nice to have, you know, normal, you know, the normal colors or whatever mixed in, but they, they can kind of get a little bit wonky or different with it because like we know what we're doing here. So, um, well, don't post well, that. My mom watches this. Oh, does she? Well, <laughs> just, she should also listen to the audio versions. Brick's getting very inappropriate in the chat. Anyways, um, let's see. Oh, can so this is you know you know five issues as much as it it's essentially two arcs length of, of work that you're getting yeah. here. Uh, would you could you see this turning into a movie or once so you that, that's a good question. I think I think you could pull this off in like a two hour movie. Uh, because this, this the story as it takes place, you have the beginning, and then you have the fact that he's in a coma, which wouldn't take any time at all. It would just, you know, uh, and then it's pretty much from when he wakes up from, from a coma to to the end. And so that could lend itself to a movie, I think, a little bit better than, uh, uh, you know, a TV show. Now, unless it was like a four, you know, part, like miniseries kind of thing, maybe. But I think just the way that it's written in the story that it tells, it would be better as a movie versus uh, a show you would watch. Okay. Sean's got quite, I know he's like, he's joking about how like he doesn't have this big catalog or whatever, but I'm interested in saints. I'm interested. Is it coyote or coyotes? Uh, I think it's coyote coyote. I'm interested yeah. in coyote. And then of course you're talking to me about thumbs. I'm, I'm going to, I want to give that one a read too. Yeah. So those are three books right away. I mean, even if he's only got what four others besides, is it four others besides? Let's see. There's, there's coyote. There's the few, there's saints, the few. Okay. Uh, that's there's got. clan killers, which is not about the clan that, you know, Oh, right. Yes. The clan it's, killers. Like, that's it's like an Irish game of Thrones. That one sounds really good. Present. So the few is yeah. the only one that didn't really sink in with me at all. Like yeah. and, and even then, if that's only once, like, oh, wait a second, that's what four for five, five for yeah. six, dude. He's cooking with some serious gas, so I, I, I'm very excited to give more yeah. of his stuff a shot uh, going forward. And that's that's all you introduced him to. But is there anything else on on thumbs before we move on to the book that I have planned? No, this is it's just it's a great great futuristic book, well well written, you know, uh, great art, and I think uh, I think uh, a book that uh, it's 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 one of those books that. Uh, I, you know, having on your shelf, you're, you're like, yes, that's a damn good book, and you'd recommend it to anybody. Oh, recommend it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what those are usually the books that we're trying to talk about, right? Is the ones that we're comfortable yeah. telling most people. We would say the majority of people. We love them, so we want to tell you guys about them. So, thumbs from Image Comics for Doc. For me, this week, I am going back to DC Comics. I can't even. What the hell book did I talk about last week? I the Darkness. The Darkness. Okay, so I did Image last week. You did Marvel because you did a Spider-Man book. So I'm going back to the big two this week after a little bit of a break. And I'm talking about Flashpoint. Now, again, these are books that, you know, I'm the book I'm talking about, Doc has not read and vice versa. So, you like, you know Flashpoint. You've heard about Flashpoint. But as Doc has said multiple times on this show, he's always been more of a Marvel guy when looking between the two. And even then, more of an indie comics guy than anything, as much as you're starting to <laughs> what I see the DC in the past few years is frustrating. Sometimes they can be frustrating. In general, though, of the big two, they're the superior when it comes to comics right now. The, this, the, the big screen, totally different story. But that's also why I want to talk about Flashpoint. And I'm glad that you glad you haven't read it. Now, before I get into details and anything um, about the book itself, writer Jeff Johns, artist Andy Kubert, um, inkers S Sandra Hope and Jess um, Delperdang. 
I think I got that right. Colorist Alex Sinclair and letterer Nick J. Napolitano. Now, this is a book that is difficult to really dig into without spoiling things. I will not do that, but it's very plot dependent. We're dealing with characters. You know, it happens a lot with, with the big two books um, in general. It's very plot dependent. And um, we're seeing characters that we know in different roles and everything. So I'll, I'll give you like a little synopsis. And again, you know, knowing that people know that it's out there and know some things about it, I don't like. I don't want to just trying to navigate it carefully. So essentially, my synopsis of this is the DC timeline is fucked up. The, the characters we all know and love are very different from the versions that we know them as. And only one person can fix this mess, but figuring out how to do so is the true challenge. That's Flashpoint in a nutshell. And basically, this did like what DC Metal, the uh, Death Metal, excuse me, did for DC just recently. Flashpoint basically did the same thing back in 2011. And we get obviously, obviously, you're dealing with Flash and it's Barry Allen. That's not a spoiler or anything like that. Um, but um, let's see. The big reason, so the big reason with all this that I wanted to, like, like I said, it's, it's been in the news and people are talking about it mainly because of the cyborg stuff, right? Cyborg is apparently out with DC or Ray Fisher is, excuse me. And I don't believe, I believe he's not getting recast is the whole thing. Either way, I don't like cyborg plays a pretty important role in flashpoint. There's no question about it. It plays a prominent role. Actually is a better way to put it. A prominent role. However, what he does within the story of the book, I would not say, he can't be replaced by somebody like he, that you could absolutely, there are certain definitely other DC characters that if you wanted to mix them in, um, I don't, I don't want to throw names out there, but just because who is and who was involved in the actual story, but you could definitely mix in another character who is of, of similar stature or whatever in the DC universe and still be okay. Just because of what cyborg does, does he make more sense? You know? Yeah. Because I've seen him there already and what, in how he is as an individual outside of um, the whole flashpoint and everything. Again, it, it makes more sense, but you can totally make it work. He's not, he's not irreplaceable. I think DC, the DC readers will probably be a little annoyed with it. Whatever. Fine. I know personally, I, I I know personally that um, I won't mind as much, but I, I will probably notice. Um, I will be probably critical about who they end up picking for that. But either way, the, like the casual movie fan, like if you see the movie first talk and don't read the book, you'll be fine. I think Mac and Goo, they won't care about that necessarily because they're not reading the books. Wes, he's not going to care about that. Either. All those guys. So um, whereas the Keith, you know, Davey, Shine, they may notice it. I don't know if those guys have read, have read Flashpoint specifically themselves. Now, for me, you guys, you, for those who are watching us, you've seen um, me wear this shirt before on Change My Mind or here. This is my this is my favorite Batman logo um, worn by a Batman because obviously Red Hood wears the Batman logo as well. I, you get my favorite Batman in Flashpoint. Absolute favorite Batman. I actually, I have the action figure and everything too that McFarlane put out. It was a Target exclusive and honestly, Doc, I think we've talked about this before. If it's not, it's Eddie's Toy Box who's talked to me about it before. Um, I I get so annoyed with these exclusives. Oh, it's Goo that complains about the exclusive. Goo freaking hates him because he's like the – I think it was the Raphael Casey um, Walmart exclusive. He had – I don't think he's gotten it yet. And it's – now you got to get it on eBay. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. I think your Superman Red Sun that you want to get is an, is a, an exclusive somewhere. Yeah, I think it's Target as well. 
such a pain. Those things, dude, they're a pain in the ass to get. That yeah. took me. I tried to order online like five times there, and it was until like the third try that I got it. And, and I don't have patience for that shit anymore. If I can't walk into the store and get it, fuck it. I'm not so so freaking stupid. But anyways, so you get you get him in this, and I don't want to tell you guys who it is. Now I'm sure there are plenty of people who know who it is. I'm sure there are, we have listeners who know who that is. But I know we just recommended that this book before we even did the show. I believe it was Jake Macarocco from um, from Crossing State Lines, right? Yeah. He's he's going to go read Flashpoint. I don't want to tell him anything about. I don't want to tell him who that is. Okay, but it's um, I, I just again, Batman is like everybody else in this in Flashpoint is different, and I'll just leave it at that. We also he also gets a one off in this, and there's a separate trade for that too that I uh, that I also own. This is actually the world. It's called the World of Flashpoint, and you get a Batman story, you get a Deathstroke story. You get, I believe, a Teen Titans story, and then you get a uh, another one called Dead Man in the Flying Graces. So it's, I really enjoyed that too. I would love it if this Batman got a black a black label series. It would be outstanding. A one off was good. It was, but I want more. I don't know how DC's going to handle this that one going forward because again, it was resetting things for New Fifty Two. We saw that Batman pop up in other stories. They did a, a Tales from the Dark Multiverse story as well, that I talked about on here, and I really enjoyed that. Thought I think if you like Flashpoint, you will love what they did with that uh, one off. But man, I really think that this Batman, and it's really hard for me to not say who it is. I I wish that that character got like a six issue arc. Give it to I don't know Sean Murphy or, or somebody like that. Anybody, I just think it would be Christopher Priest if he wanted to do some black label stuff. It would be really really freaking cool. Um, outside of that, um, oh, this is also an animated animated movie. So I believe that stuff's available on HBO Max. I'm not certain. I watched it on the DC Universe app, I, but I know Wes is whipping through the um, some of the stuff on HBO Max. I think he's watched Superman Red Sun, or he's going to, but he's watched a few of those things, and he's really enjoyed it. I don't recommend Batman Hush in the animated form. The book, the book is so much better, and I don't get why they made some of the decisions that they made in the, the Hush animated movie, but you know what? They've done so well with that in general like i don't want to complain too much but god it is kind of perplexing how they screw some of that up anyways that's flashpoint nutshell again because i can't i don't want to like you can't get into too much of the the plot but i recommend it if you don't know anything about it if you want to know some stuff going into the movie it's i think it's a pretty easy read and um i'm not a flash guy either i'm not a bear, like barry allen wally west it doesn't matter it's just the i don't dislike the character it just doesn't do anything for me i've read some of his rebirth stuff and i will probably go and back and read some of it because there's a villain that's created in rebirth uh, the, you know opposite the flash that i really thought was cool but and i think reverse flash is pretty cool too but just in general like that power doesn't do much for me and you know barry's all right but it's just I don't know. I just, I'm not. I've never connected with speedsters. Yeah, I've I've never been a big Flash guy. Yet. That's why I you know, I'm familiar with Flashpoint, you know, and and I know of it, but I never read it because I don't I don't really I didn't really ever care to read it. You know, to me, Flash is, you know, my focus is you know Batman, Superman, you know, some of the other more popular characters, and you know, Flash is you know pops in here and there, and that's fine. I need I need little doses of Flash. Um, I tried watching the Flash show on the CW. I, you know, first season was fine, but I didn't really continue it past that just because a lot of people like that. Yeah, I just I don't know. I 
I don't, I don't, I don't really care about Flash. And so, but I did read Heroes in Crisis, mm-hmm. which um, I didn't hate, but I guess people who do love the Flash don't like. Yes, but we're also dealing with different Flashes in right. all that as well. Well, mine's Barry Allen. That one is Wally West. Yes, Wally right. West, and I believe Barry Allen in it as well. I haven't read. I yeah. did read that one as well. The best thing about that though is the uh, the Booster Gold stuff. He was a he's a very underrated uh, character. Yeah, um, I, a lot of people like him too. Like like really like people who who are really into comics big time. Like not just the movies and stuff. Really yeah. like Booster Gold. Well, because he's funny and and uh, he's flawed and and all that. And uh, but I also read uh, Future States Flash, which was an interesting story. I didn't again. I didn't hate it. I was expecting oh eh, Flash whatever. Okay, I'll read it. It's part of Future State, but I definitely want to. You know, uh, I'm, I would say I'm looking forward to the next issue. But when it's out. You know, I'm definitely going to read it. Uh, so this is, and the movies always looked the, the cartoon because, as you said, DC animated stuff always, not always, nine times out of ten knocks it out of the park. They mm-hmm. just, they, I mean, they, they they fucked up the Killing Joke, uh, they fucked up Hush. Uh, they the had joke, I wouldn't even a Killing Joke. I know it's their it's their animated stuff, but it's part of a different era too. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, and, and there was this brief little period. Where they made a couple of things that just they weren't great, you know. A couple of years ago, they made a couple of animated movies that that weren't great. But I loved um, what's the Aquaman one? Uh, Atlantis. Uh, that one was great. Uh, Throne of Atlantis. When was that one? That was three, four years ago, maybe. I never saw that one, maybe because it's Aquaman. But you are so good. Check it out, man. It's yeah. good. It's okay. it's really good. And. Uh, I think they did a Robin one, that Robin Batman one that wasn't that great, but um, but most of their stuff, for the most part, it, mm. is really good. So I'll, I'll definitely go check this out, uh, and I'll, and I'll definitely read the book. That's the other thing too. There's there's so many crisis events, you know, and, and with Flash and, and DC that it was like, yeah, it's okay, a lot, you know. And, and, but like this was like I said, like what Death Metal is doing for Future State and DC moving forward. Flashpoint did that back in 2011, leading into Rebirth. So while some of this stuff is like kind of crazy and oh my god, what's going on? Flashpoint's one of those where it's like you know you you look back on it and you kind of would like to know what happened yeah. with all that, some of the details. And I, again, there's a character like I, I, there are some. The, Batman's not the only one that had and, and Cyborg are not the only ones that have like little twists under them. I'm not digging into who else gets messed around with because right. I, I just. It's going to ruin things for people yeah. and take away from the experience. But it, there are quite a few characters who I care about, who you care about, that are just very different from how we're used to seeing them. And it's and I really enjoyed how how this which, was done. Which sounds like something that I would enjoy versus like reading something and 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 or and like reading Flash for a long time, loving Flash for a long time, and then reading something where it's so completely different. You're just like, what the hell are we doing here? So going in with with fresh eyes and, and a fresh perspective, I think will probably lead to, to better enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, last thing though, do, do you think that, you know, going forward with you know, all the Ray Fisher stuff and especially with, you know, they're doing the flashpoint. Do you think they give cyborg the kitty pride treatment, you know, that, that uh, Marvel did with days of future past, um, you know, and kitty pride. Cause she was a big, she was a, a huge character in the comic, yep. but non-existent, you know, in the movies, that's something they can pull off. Yeah, I think, I think you absolutely can do that with Cyborg. I mean, the, the thing about Cyborg is like he he's – I think part of what – like I, I'm not a big Cyborg guy, but from what I gather with the character, every, like he, people like him because 
he, as much as he's more machine than he is man, like he's still got the soul of a man right. and he, and he's trying to do what's right all the time and just and everything. And I, I and like that guy being a, you know, a former athlete and everything, it kind of makes sense in line of who he is. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think you should kind of want to have cyborg, but at the same time, I don't know how many people are really going to be like, Oh shit, we don't have cyborg anymore. Now, you may not like it because he, you feel like he got like Ray Fisher got screwed over or whatever. That's fine. I, I haven't paid a ton of attention to that yeah. portion of it all, but I, I just don't think the character of cyborg people are going to be like devastated. And plus I'm pretty sure that you have another cyborg character in the, um, in doom patrol. So yeah. as DC kind of reworks things, you could probably try and move that guy and slide and slide him into that position yeah. as well. And, and be fine. So um, I don't know how they do that exactly, but I feel like there's room to do something like that. So, yeah. all right, sounds but, good. Definitely, definitely worth checking out for sure. So, uh, and like we said, we already have somebody who's going. To, Jake from Crossing State Lines is already picking that up. So, yeah, um, you know, DC, we're we're doing your work for you. <laughs> all right, now, uh, do we have any updates for uh, the DSG book club? I don't, uh, I don't think so because it's hard. It's hard. See, you you came up with this idea, and I'm thinking in the back of my head. What good is it going to be when no one else can read? Well, Shime, Davy, and Keith can read, and we know right. Keith. We know it. We rec- Keith just texted us about yeah, you know, looking for recommendations and stuff like that. So I told yeah. him personally uh, the recent. Uh, again, I always miss Constantine. It. Yeah, but Cy Spurrier, the recent Constantine run yeah. from Black Label, and then of course uh, Tom Taylor's three issue run. But the the Cy Spurrier run, the first trade is out. I believe the second one is. It's got to be coming soon. So yeah, that was really good. And then I told I reckon because he had he listed off a bunch of Joe Hill uh, Hill House stuff. So I definitely said check out Basket Full of Heads. Um, and then he might check out Dollhouse. And then a book that uh, he had on there that I think I haven't read yet that I I've been dying because I mentioned it to you. Uh, it's Jeff Lemire's The Joker, or it's I think it's called The Smile or whatever it's called. Uh, mm. That one I think I definitely want to read and, and then give some consideration to do one here. Um, because it's Lemire and, uh, you know, it's, it's bad. Another example of, he loves Marvel just like we do when it, especially when it comes to the movies and yeah, the X-Men, the yeah. animated series and all stuff, but the the DC comics are just better right it's, now. Just they just, they just really have it. And I'm sure, you know, at some point these, these things go in waves and they swing and, and mm-hmm. all the way around. Right. But, um, and speaking of DC, of course, we have our tie-in coming up on Friday this week. We're, again, we're only doing those in video form. You're not going to really get that on the Change My Mind channel or Geeks Worldwide Radio. So make sure you guys tune in to that. Doc, what do you guys got going on this week? On um, I've heard it both ways. So before we uh, jump into that, Nick, do you want to answer the question we have down here from uh, Norgrim42? Oh, okay. Are there prerequisites to do Dark Knight Death Metal or is it a standalone? So I would say you kind of just have to have an under greater understanding of what's going on in the DC universe and um, and recognize, you know, the history of comics and how we joke, you know, it's comics. You know, if somebody dies, it's comics. Know that going into it. And if you have a concept of the major events that have gone on, I would say in the past few years, and then the the super like like Flashpoint and. Uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, like that, have gone on in years past. If you have an idea of those things, then you're going to be fine going into this, and then you can just read it. And again, Doc just read the main line. I read the tie-ins. I think the tie-ins. If you're a really big comics fan, there it's worth your time to go and um, and pick those up. There's like only one that was like no, um, that like I just would not touch. Other than that, they were all good. But you can find those reviews on Geek Live. But in general, short answer to your question is 
the, you know, what kind of what I just like having a general idea of the major events that have happened in a few years past and uh, over the over DC's history, the really, really significant ones um, outside of the past decade, I would say. And, so, I, would, and I might say go back and read, you know, the Scott says first metal run. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a yep. good point. I would do that. Uh, because I had started to read death metal before I read metal. You know, I mean, I was able to pick it up, but. Um, I had also read the Batman Who Laughs, you know, uh, by Snyder before, so I had an idea of the character. But um, if you wanted to just do you know, the basics, I would say get your hands on a copy of uh, Metal, read that, and then you can go right into Death Metal and be a okay. Awesome. All right. So you have I heard it both ways on Thursday night. Of course, that's available on the PCP app. I mean, a channel in audio version. That's eight thirty, right? Episode eight this week. 8.30 on Thursday nights. We'll be talking uh, – so this week we'll be talking about um, Season 1, Episode 8. And you'll be twitching uh, as always. And yep. until next time, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.